and welcome back to Art Supply Insiders. My name is Jeff Morrow, and today we're talking with Beth Wild of ITO. She's the managing director there. Beth, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. It's a little cold, but it's supposed to warm up tomorrow. Yeah, I can understand. So tell me a little bit about the company. How did it get started? How did you get involved? Okay, well, ITO was started in 1981. It was um, a young woman named Machiko and her dad and her brother. And they started importing origami and other for lack of a better word, tchotchkes, you know, little pencils and puzzle erasers and everything else like that. Um, the company did grow and it was Machiko's company, Mach. It was her company. Mm. Her brother worked in the warehouse and her dad helped her source out of Japan directly. She was one of the first that was, that was doing that. Obviously there was Yasutomo, but you know, um, they kind of went a different path. Mm-hmm. So the company continued to grow in 19, I met March in 1988. So she'd been in business for about seven years. She was still really tiny, but it had a great product <laughs> line. I was a retailer at the time. I brought it in um, and we did really well with it. In 1993, I started with my partner, Paul Carpenter, a rep firm and moved, had moved from Seattle to, to Texas. And one of the first people I called was Machiko. Mm-hmm. And she said, absolutely, we don't have anybody in Texas. So it was literally the first line that we got as an independent rep company. Mach and I became very, very close friends. Um, and then she got sick. Uh-oh. She got very, very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as she went through this illness, which was very long and very extended, um, at, at one point she said to me, Beth, I'm not going to make it. I'm coming off the chemo. I don't want to do that anymore. But Yosh is going to be running the company, and he's got a lot of talents, but running a business isn't one of them. Will you help him? And I said, Machiko, I will do everything I can. Because at this point, Ito had gotten so big, and, I mean, we were just living the dream. She and I were dreaming about things that we would do, and, and directions we would go, you know, she had added in Japanese papers and was just doing all sorts of things. And so I'll do, I said, I'll do the best that I can. Well, about five years ago, uh, Yosh just had had enough of, of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, business in this day and age is very different than what it was back in the eighties and the nineties. And he really, he said, you know, I, I wish I could just go back to the or- warehouse and fill orders because, you know, the rest of it I don't like. And I said, well, you know, because along with what Machiko asked me, she said to me, she said, when Yosh decides he wants to retire, will you be sure to buy my business? And I said, Mach, I'd, I'd be honored to buy your business. Wow. So it was a promise that I made to a very, very good friend. And and it's also a dream. I mean, I love paper. I love paper. <laughs> and I especially love decorative paper. I've folded origami ever since I'm a, I was a kid. I'm 63 years old. I really, really love paper. <laughs> I love paper. So tell me, uh, origami, what does that mean? I hear the word all the time, but I don't even know what it means. Um, well, it's an art form. Origami, in, in the basic sense of it, is the art form of folding paper into shape. Ah. 
Um, so, you know, you take a flat piece of paper and you can create, as we all know, a crane or a flower or a box or anything, but it's taking that flat piece of paper and it's a very, very old, old, old craft. It's one of the oldest crafts out there. I think other than carving wood and stone, mm-hmm. um, it's, it, it is, um, and it's ubiquitous in the Japanese culture. You don't go any place in Japan, uh, without seeing origami. I know when we flew the first time to Japan to meet with the manu- with the factory there, um, it was, you know, you went into the, on the airplane, you went into the restroom and there was a, a peacock there folded, you know, I mean, it's just ubiquitous. Um, you see it in packaging. So tell me a little bit, uh, what is true origami paper and how's it different than just a square sheet of paper that you'd put in your copy machine, for goodness sake? There's a big difference. There's a big difference. First of all, it's the fiber. So the Japanese don't use fiber the same way we do. They don't like cut trees and pound the crap out of it and everything else like that and then put it on these great big huge machines and just roll over. We've all had the experience of folding a piece of copier paper and if you fold it one way, it folds really easy, makes a nice crease. You fold it the other way, it kind of, you know, kind of uh, mushes, Mm. you know. Because it has a grain to it. So as the fibers making paper are going down this this line, you know, and they're getting rustled back and forth, they line up into, into lines. And that's called the grain of the paper. Hmm. Okay. In handmade paper, watercolor paper, things like that, there is no grain because the paper is shook on a screen, you know, traditional paper making. The Japanese don't. They don't pummel the fibers. So the fibers are super long. Okay. Then they don't, they rest the paper as it goes rather than, you know, trying to get it to dry as fast as possible. So along with it being different fibers, specifically from mulberry and other ubiquitous trees in, in Japan versus what we have, the hardwoods that we make paper out of here, when the, the sheet comes out, those fibers are still intertwined. And so when you fold a sheet of origami paper in its raw form, in just the paper form, it will fold in any direction possible. And it's a lot stronger because, again, the fibers are longer so that, you know, you can fold and unfold it because those fibers are movable. And it's not, you're not folding against a crease. They make it the, – the, the art of paper making in Japan is completely different than the art of paper making in the United States. Really? It is – well, and that's true all over the world, be it Nepal and their papermaking tradition, um, India and their papermaking tradition, the West, you know, when you go, you know, and you know that the original papermakers, you know, in Venice, because Marco Polo, he introduced, you know, that kind of paper, right. you know, there. And you look at some of those old paper mills and the paper company, they make paper differently. So it's not a mass. Yes, it's pretty, there's a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. But it's. It's not the same way they make toilet paper yeah. and paper towels gotcha. and all of those other kinds of things. And you can really see that excellently in a paper towel. Fold a paper towel one way, it folds great. Fold a paper towel in the other way, it doesn't fold. So origami paper, number one, it's about the fibers and it's about the way it folds. If I try and fold, even if I, could, even if I cut a perfect 15 centimeter by 15 centimeter square and I fold it, 
with a piece of copier paper, it doesn't fold the same. It just doesn't it, because mm. especially maybe on the first fold or the second fold, but when you get to the third and fourth, it doesn't fold the same. And origami, the art of origami is about folding on top of folding on top of folding. Wow. Um, we've all seen it. So that's number one. Number two, it's also about the ink that they put on the paper, which allows that it kind of soaks in. It does, it's not just a layer of ink on top of it so that when you fold it, that ink cracks. It's one of my biggest frustrations because I see online all the time things that say they're origami paper. They're not made in Japan, first of all. It's it's almost like saying, um, calling, a, okay, calling a BMW a Honda. Mm. Okay, no, there are cars made in America. There are cars made, but we call them by different names. Origami paper, first of all, is never six by six inches because the Japanese are on the metric system. It's 15 centimeters. It's seven and a half centimeters. Yes, they make some custom sizes for us, but that's not the size. And some of the paper that I've pulled off the internet that's really, really cheap literally is nothing except for thin construction paper, and it doesn't fold. You might be able to fold it in half. You might be able to fold it in a quarter, but beyond that, you can't. And if you continue to fold it, forget it. Forget it. Can't do it. No. So that's the basic, what we call kami, K-A-M-I. That's the basic kami paper. Okay. Okay. Which is the one that everybody's most familiar with. It's the one that comes in the hundred pack and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's very, very thin. The other thing about it that most people don't know is that it's a great collage paper. Hmm. Now, you can't collage copier paper or construction paper. First of all, it's too thick. Second of all... It just gets all wrinkly and everything. So when you glue, now I always use acrylic medium because I'm a snob that way. Right. That's my favorite. <laughs> okay, when you glue it, it might get a little wrinkly while it's drying, but then once it's dry, it's perfectly flat. It's a great collage paper because it will lay flat. Okay? And it has a little bit, you know... It, it's really interesting because when you get it wet, you'll notice that it'll stretch a little bit. Really? You know, so you, yeah, but then it'll go back and it's those fibers that are just constantly moving back and forth. So, so it's, it's, it's such a great paper. It's such a great, it's such a happy paper to work with. It just makes me happy. Are there different sorts of origami? I think you said kami and then are there other types of origami paper? Absolutely. So there's words that that uh, consumers and retailers will come across, like chiogami. Chiogami basically is printed origami paper with, and but those prints are very traditional prints from the inside of kimonos. So they're graphic, they're geometric, they're abstracted, mm. they're multiples. You know, there's like mons and and all different kinds of things, and and sometimes flowers and. You know, but very traditional Japanese repeat patterned kind of thing. There's another one. I always forget the word, and I'm not going to remember it today because my brain's. <laughs> I think it's like you, you zen, you zenshi. Yes, and then there is you zenshi. So you zen for short, and it is a completely different paper. So you zenshi is basically she washi you zenshi paper. It's the paper that is made in very large sheets. The master sheets are actually like 36 by 24. Mm. We get them in half sheets. 
This paper is thicker and it's just so gorgeous. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful paper. Again, really interlock fibers and everything else like that. But what's really great about it is on the top of it, they silk screen, screen print, these absolutely amazing patterns using inks and mica inks. And so there's golds and silvers and uh, uh, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Wow. Now, so, t- so tell me, let's talk a little bit about how to fold paper is there a, a, a is there a language around that i mean i see folds and i have no idea how they do it so origami before people wrote down um how to do things has always been a language so when you open a pack of origami and you see a little instruction sheet okay it's usually pictograms icons emojis for lack of a better word they're pictograms you can't describe in words how to fold. You have to learn the language. So if you see an arrow, you know, oh, I'm going to fold the paper to the left if it's a left arrow or a right. Or if it's a if it's an arrow that turns, I know I'm going to turn it over. So there's a language to all of those symbols in a good pack of instructions. It explains what those languages are. So the most popular one is a valley fold or a mountain fold. So it's not necessarily, they're, they're really no different. Um, you fold one, if you fold it from top to bottom, you make a mountain fold. Why? Because if you then stick it up, it's got a peak on it. If you turn it the other way, oh, it's an opening, you got a valley in it. <laughs> but it's important to learn that. And, you know, I take it back, you know, it's like learning any kind of pictograms, be there street signs, we know that a red, op- red octangle means stop. We know a yellow triangle means caution. You know, these are pictograms, no different than the Egyptians used, no different than the basis for the for kanji, which is the Japanese lettering system. They're all pictograms. So, um, you know, we have a we have a, uh, a one pack of origami. It's actually quite big and it makes a pegasus. There are 263 steps in Oh my yeah, goodness. In that. It's amazing. But you get a three dimensional, like six or eight inch tall Pegasus out of it. And it's all done in pictograms. But if you don't understand the language, and that's where people get frustrated, they want to read the directions. Don't read the directions, follow the pictograms. But right now with YouTube, it's so easy. You know, you can go on and YouTube about a bazillion different, you know, how to fold your grandmother, kind of, you know. I mean, everything. And if you really start looking, um, everybody always sends me the one of the full samurai that was folded. And it's literally full size out of white paper, even all the, the little pieces. Wow. Oh, yeah. Go look for it. Sa- origami samurai. Go look for it. It's so cool. It's just. Like- well, so let's 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 say a lot of our uh, listeners out there go, yeah, I'd really like to try this. Is there a basic package they should get? Is there a place they can get all of this information so they don't get frustrated? Well, I'll tell you, our website is almost up. You know, we, we bought the company two years ago. I completed, you know, Yosh was ready to retire and he should have retired maybe three years ago, but maybe it was a good thing right in the middle of the, right at the start of the pandemic. Um, and we had a lot of work to do because he had kind of taken his eyes off of, off of the business. And so it was really, really pretty desperate. Um, 
we knew we had to build the website from scratch because he had used old technology to build it, hadn't touched it since 2014. So think about it. Technology mm. changes a lot in eight years. Um, so it's almost ready to debut. So we hope to have it right before NAMTA, which is coming up on the 10th of uh, April. That website, ito.com, is there for consumers to look at. We don't sell direct to consumers. Why? Because I believe in the retail network. I believe retailers do a much better job. Um, but we will have a store locator on there. So, yes, you can go online. You can find it on your favorite wherever you go online to buy things. I don't like to give them any more press than they already have. Um, you can go to your local art supply store. Um, most mm. of them have an origami section. And really, you know, I wouldn't, if I was starting to fold for the first time, I wouldn't buy a used end pack. Okay. Because it's really expensive. They're about $9 and you only get like six. What'd you say it was called? A used end sheet pack. Don't get that. You know, with the really beautiful paper. Okay. Unless you're going to cut it up and collage with it, then by all means. Okay. Start with a Kami or a Chiagami pack. The Kami packs are the ones that are single colors. They're, you know, you'll get 16 colors and a hundred sheets in a pack. That's what you want. Five and seven eighths inch, 15 centimeters is the most popular by far. 80% of the papers we sell. We have over 200 SKUs of origami papers. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Or find a pattern, a pack of, you know, a pattern pack that you like, you know, that excites you, that makes you smile. You know, we've got some with goldfishes and we've got others, you know, with beautiful flowers on them. You know, one, one's a Japanese wave pattern. We've got lots and lots of things. Buy something that you like. Get online and look for beginning origami. I have an artist that I work with. She has a YouTube site called Tiny Gami. And she folds tiny. She folds in one and a quarter inch sheets. Wow. <laughs> you got to go check it out. It's so cool. And she folds like frogs and everything. And she says, I can teach anybody how to fold tiny as long as they know how to fold. So, um, and you know, and then people make great big, huge origamis, um, just, just go. Or if you buy our pack, if you buy our Kami pack, our OG four, our MOG four, there's a set of instructions in there. If you get confused, it's okay. It's like learning a language. You're not just going to pick up a book and open it up and go, oh, yeah, now I can read Italian. I'm married to an Italian. I still can't speak that. Okay? You have to learn the language. You really have to learn the language. But you can learn the language. And it's about getting out of your head a little bit and going, okay, I'm going to look at the diagrams. You get confused? Get online. For Pete's sakes, don't start with a crane. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> What is the easiest thing to fold, in your opinion? Um, there's some fi there's a fish that's really easy to fold. There's a dog and a rabbit that are easy to fold. You know, you make a little dog face. I do it for my my grandnieces all the time. You know, I can make a little a little puppy or turn it into kitten, and then I just draw the face on it. And they love it. They love it. My kittens love origami. I'll fold something and leave it out for them, and they'll play with it until they throw it in the toilet or throw it in the water dish. And, and they love playing. They love it. <laughs> Um, so, wow. It, it sounds like we're just touching the tip of the iceberg <laughs> in so papers that, 
that you you make. So here's what, what I'm thinking. Can can we have you come back and talk about other types of papers that you manufacture and distribute? I would love to. I would love to talk about that. And Nepal has a, a 400-year-old tradition of making paper. There's still paper around in Nepal that's 400 years old. You know, and it's gorgeous paper. We haven't talked about any of our tools. We haven't talked about our incredible markers. We haven't talked about sumi. And we haven't talked about rice paper that doesn't really exist. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to use that as a, as a tease. And we're going to have you back a number of times so that we can get into each one of these different subjects in more in depth. But it sounds to me like you're the really go-to source for Japanese origami paper. Does that sound correct? I've got some friends that fold better than I am. I do. And I've got one friend that knows more about paper than I would learn in three lifetimes. But they're my my resources. But I try. I try. I do. I do. Um, I've learned to educate myself. I use all of the products that we sell. I so I've got hands-on knowledge. I ask questions constantly. Um, so if you're listening and you're a retailer and you've got questions, call me. If you're a consumer, um, once we get the website up, or even if you go right now, you can always say contact me and leave a message. Or Beth, I don't have a local art materials store. Where can I get origami? Um, I can send you. I can send you a couple of great places. Almost all retailers right now. That's why I'm looking forward to the retailer list on our website. Yeah, they'll all ship. They'll all ship. But you need to look at what you need to know what you're looking at. All I'm saying is, if you love paper. If you collage. If you want a little bit of paper in your work. Oh my gosh, I'm working with an artist. I, I mean, I know we can go on and you got to stop, but I'm working with an artist up in Syracuse and she actually uses origami paper. She's a manga artist and she cuts the strips to make the kimonos in her drawings. Oh, she's fat. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we, we, we clearly have a lot more territory to cover. So Beth, I, I want to tell you, oh, you, you have absolutely been a delight to talk with and we really look forward to talking with you again soon. And you've been listening to the Art Supply Insiders. Check back with us often as we talk about the world of art and craft supplies. If you like these podcasts and want to show your support, please do consider joining our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com forward slash Art Supply Insiders. Now go out and create something. 